Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You've got your great cup of Joe, and you're ready to go. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about marriage. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, here's my disclaimer. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I have never studied anything that has to do with marriage or the concept of marriage or anything of this nature. I've never went to a formal educational school. I've been taught anything, okay? What I'm going to share with you today is some stuff that I have found that by reading it over, by letting it settle, um, it's it's been stirring on my heart to bring, all right? I know this could go off in a tangent into different ways. I am going to do my best to keep it centered on today's uh, message. And if you have comments or concerns or questions, by all means, feel free to uh, reach out to me. And I'll tell you at the end of this, this podcast on how you could do that. All right, seven things that marriage is not. All right, it's not seven things that marriage can be or could be or how wonderful it is. Because there is a misconception of what marriage is. It's circulating throughout our, our culture. It's confused and it's being mistaken beliefs that we try to change the meaning and significance of a holy union. Sadly, we're drifting further and further away from God's original design. All right. Ephesians 5.31 explains the beauty and the simplicity of God's design for marriage. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. But because of our culture that's at work right now, they're trying to redefine break down, redesign what God had envisioned marriage to be. And this is not an episode taken off on the tangents of what you see right now in the culture about um, everyone trying to fight to to get uh, rights for marriages, for same-sex marriage and stuff like that. I, I'm not going there today. Um, I may well, let me let me say this. I'm going to try my best not to go there today. It may end up happening, but I can only tell you what the scriptures say, what the Bible says. And as I just read from Ephesians 531, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and will unite with his wife and the two shall become one flesh. All right. So the seven things that marriage isn't, it's not in two independent people. Online dating services promote an independence of singles looking for love and it tries to compel them to look for the less needy as possible, all right, and to, to get into a relationship where you don't need anybody's help. You don't need your spouse's help because you're independent. You're in this relationship just because maybe the sexual side of the relationship or maybe y'all have something in common, but you don't have what it takes to keep that marriage going. And I'm not telling you to go out there and get a divorce. I'm not telling you nothing like that. But first and foremost, the, the first thing I would tell you to do is go find a counselor and y'all get into some marriage counseling. That's what I would tell you. All right. But independent in our culture has this, has translated itself to being self-reliant and not dependent on one's needs or helps or advice, including God's. All right. And also our spouse, because here's the deal. Us not depending on our spouse, not wanting our spouse or needing our spouse is going to leave them feeling alone in the marriage because they have no one to turn to for help. But God called this not good for man to live alone. And he recognized this and he made the appropriate helper out of Genesis 2.18. And sadly, the two independent people often end up going their separate ways. 
All right, God's plan calls singles together to become one flesh for the purpose and the goals of life and people who need other people, people who are willing to depend on him and lead and guide them in their life. All right, if we look at Ephesians 5, we discuss on how important respect, love, and submission to is to marriage. All right, this is why couples who come into marriage depends on God and his word rather than themselves and starting off on a firm foundation. Multiple times on this podcast, I've talked about being Christ-centered. I talked about how we need to have God in everything in our lives, okay? The stuff that I share with you guys is because I've been there. I know you've heard me say this on many of episodes. Been there, done it, got a t-shirt. Absolutely. First marriage, 16 years, went up in flames, all right? This this marriage I'm with seven years, going strong. Do we have our ups and downs? Absolutely, we have our ups and downs. You show me a couple that doesn't, and I would be astonished, amazed. But I'm telling you, every couple goes through something. All right, marriage isn't an increase in the household revenue or or prestige. There's a troubling trend in this this culture in this world today that singles are looking for a man or woman to help bring in a large income or a celebrity type image into the marriage, rather than looking for a godly characteristic or integrity of individuals. Looking for financial uh, successful and public figure of a spouse is going to lead into disaster. All right, we see this all the time, do we not? All we have to do is turn on our TV, listen to the radio, look at our, our websites, Facebooks, or, or any social media, and you always see power couples, um, celebrities getting married, and the next thing you know it, it's only lasting six months to a year, maybe two or three years. And what's unfortunate is they bring kids into this, then they divorce, and then that throws the kids into chaos because now they got a whole different situation to have to deal with. All right. Sadly, even some Christians, they're caught up in this worldly criteria of looking for a spouse that has that wealth or that prestige rather than looking for a godly person. All right. The value of an inward quality being uh, devalued and overlooked and being not focused on because we're worried about the accomplishments and the, the appearances. Proverbs 31.10 describes the priceless worth of a woman is godly. All right, a wife with noble character who can find she is worth far more than any rubles. And that comes out of Proverbs. That's telling us that women are priceless because they're gifts from God. All right. And this is not to sit there and, and put it in the women's head that that you guys are so valuable that you're going to turn around and use that for worldly uh, reasoning. It's to tell you that God made y'all. Y'all are special. He made all of us, but he made you guys and y'all are special. Okay. So one thing that I, I found interesting when I was reading and searching up on this is it says marriage isn't finding happiness. So often uh, singles believe the key to finding happiness lies in getting married, but making our own happiness depends on the other person and it's the setup for the unhappiness of the spouse or the marriage or the overall failure in life. If we're not ha happy before our marriage, more, most likely we're not going to be happy when we're in marriage. All right. The Apostle Paul gives us keys to being happy, saying he had to learn to be content regardless of his circumstance. I know how to live humbly and I know how to be abound. I am accustomed to any and every situation. 
being filled, being hungry, having plenty, or having need. Philippians 4.12 Marriage isn't about finding that happiness. And I, and I agree with that, okay? Because I believe if, if you're not happy before you meet that person, how can you be happy after you meet them? How can you be happy with everything that's going on in your life? Because it, it takes it takes a lot. Marriage is honestly one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. And I've done some hard jobs in my life. And I'm not saying that to complain. I'm saying that to simply say it takes a lot of work. And there's times where I fell asleep at the wheel, ladies and gentlemen. There's times where I have failed miserably because I didn't put in enough work and the hard work to do what I needed to do. All right. It's it's that simple. If you're not willing to put in the work for your marriage, how do you expect it to work? All right. God has a deeper purpose in marriage more than just happiness. All right. It's a sacred union. Godly characteristics are often redefined process and developing and maturing over a lifetime pro, uh, to lifetime together, I should say. Proverbs 27, 17 explains how iron sharpens iron, so one person should sharpen another person. And I know you've probably heard heard that scripture before, how iron sharpens iron, but I'm here to tell you, if you have like-minded people who are willing to be able to sharpen each other, and what I mean by that, I mean being able to, to help one another become better. And that's what it's about, okay? Now, I can sit here and tell you, oh, well, you can do this and it's going to make your spouse mad or the spouse can do this and it's going to make you mad and, I, and all of this. And I could go around and around and I could tell you a billion mean, ugly things that you're going to do to each other. But here's the thing I want to tell you. Love one another. Help one another. Stuff that I am still learning today. After seven years of being married, we just celebrated our seventh anniversary last week. Still learning how to help iron sharpen iron. In a marriage, a true spiritual growth is cultivated from the inside out, including joy that does not fade away or even go away during life's toughest moments. Galatians 5, and 23 describes the true joy that comes from, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things that there is no law. Okay. Spiritual growth is very important. Something you'll you'll you've probably heard me say, or you may hear me say in previous or upcoming episodes or what have you, is I'm a firm believer you gotta be yoked together. All right. Bible talks about this, and my wife has mentioned this several times when she's talking to other people. You gotta be yoked together. Because if you have a Christian and a non-Christian that that are yoked together, that's in a relationship, that's what that means. They're gonna go in opposite directions. Kind of like this. If you can ever remember back. Think back to uh, horses that are pulling. If you got two horse team that's pulling a wagon and one goes to the left and the other one goes to the right, is the wagon going to go anywhere? Absolutely not. A wagon's going to stall or something's going to break apart and it's going to happen. Um, the, another reason why this hit home for me to do this today was because we sat last night um, with the children and we watched the movie Fireproof, which is from the Kendrick brothers. Um, fantastic movie. I've seen it millions of times. I love it. Um, there's a lot of good scenes in there. 
And if you haven't had a chance to see it, I'll kind of give you the synopsis. It's about a, it's about a man who's a fireman um, who is married to a woman who works in a hospital and they have a bad marriage because the, the love is gone. All right. And I'm, I'm not just talking about physical love. I'm talking about emotional love. Everything is gone. He's hooked to uh, the addiction of porn and to purchase a boat. She's just trying to cling on to whoever's going to give her the attention that she's craving. But at the end, obviously, you'll have to just watch the movie. But there's a lot of work that goes into this. And it's stuff that I, I believe that we all need to do today. And it's something that I saw. Um, when I was rewatching that movie last night that hit home with me and said, okay, Royce, you need to do something a little different. And I've had this, this, uh, message for a while, uh, together and looked at it and read it over because, you know, this is stuff that I find through different, um, devotionals and different, uh, other people talking and stuff that I kind of put all this together. And, and luckily this was something that was a devotional that one person put together that I looked at and I said, you know what, this, this makes sense. The people need to hear this because they may not always read the devotionals, but they need to hear this. And so that's why I wanted to share this with you today. The fourth thing is this marriage isn't connecting with our soulmate, all right? The world's purpose is out there for us to find a soulmate in life. All right, singles are looking for that long lost quest and looking for that ultimate soulmate. But the truth is, God is the only one that can truly provide a soulmate for us. Genesis 2 7 describes on how God created our souls. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust, from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. But sadly, we're looking for exclusive soulmates because many singles are overlook or pass over godly possibilities for marriage. And it's also causing husbands and wives to leave their current spouse thinking they've made a mistake and go out here and connect with somebody else. All right. But Ezekiel 18, 18, excuse me, 18, four explains on how every soul begin or belongs to God. And so we need to understand that he is the one that can give us our ultimate soulmate. And, and I'll, 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 add to that and say this, not only are there people out there that's going to leave their spouse because, oh, well, they're not my soulmate. They're not the one and they're going to run around. Well, here's the thing. We're in a society and a culture today that's using sex and jumping in bed with each other because that's the new form of, of dating. I'm going to jump in bed with this person and marry them and jump in bed. And if, if it don't work out, if we don't get along, I'm just going to divorce them and I'll move on down the road and I'll marry somebody else and try it all over again. We're destroying the union, the union that that God has given us. Because one thing that movie did bring out, and I love to share this with you, is this, is when you are standing and looking at each other and you place the rings on each other's fingers, you're making a vow to God. Not, not only to the spouse that you're looking across, but you are making a vow to God. And so many times we are breaking those vows. And think of it this way. Imagine somebody making you a promise and breaking it. How upset are you? Well, me, I'm thinking I'm upset. I can't imagine how God feels every time that I make a vow with him and I break it. Not so much with marriage, but with other things too. So that's stuff we need to look at. Okay. All right. Marriage is not completing each other. 
A lot of people think that, oh, I got to have this person in my life to complete me. No, absolutely not. All right. Once again, this culture urges us to find spouse who completes us in life. God didn't intend marriage in relationships to take place in our own lives, but to only have him in our lives. All right. We need to understand that spouses try their hardest to complete their husbands or wives, but it isn't possible because as couples, we're encouraged to uplift and support and be present for each other. And we don't have what it takes to complete the other person. We really don't. Our job as spouses is to to be with each other, to lift each other up, um, and to be godly with each other. All right. Take each other and share the scripture, share the word, because there's a lot of there is a lot of great marriages out there. There's marriages. I mean, I, I've been hearing them lately and, and it's fantastic marriages that have, you know, 60 or 70 years. That's very unheard of in this day and time. Most people, when you talk to them, it says, hey, how long have you been married? Oh, I've been married about four years. Oh, really? Is this your first marriage? No, nope, this is my third marriage. I'm, I'm giving it a try. Third time's a charm, right? No, that's the wrong idea and the wrong concept to have because now all we're doing is we're using marriage as just stepping stones. All right. We got we got to get out of that. We're not here trying to complete each other. We're here to lift each other up. We're here to be for each other. All right. Marriage is not reliant on strength. Being married isn't about your ability to hold your relationship together, but relying on God to keep us as one. He before all things, in him, all things hold together. Colossians one uh, seventeen. God never intended for us to rely on our own strengths in a marriage because, frankly, we'll never be able to do it. But God gives us the strength when we turn to him and rely on him. He strengthens us. Philippians 4, 13, it says, I can do all things through him who strengthens who? Me. And that's you, because if you're going through something, I'm here to tell you, Philippians 4.13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All you have to do is turn over to Jesus, leave it at the altar, put it at the cross, leave it alone, quit doing what you're doing. All right. Lastly, it's this marriage isn't two people who just want to be married. So many times I hear people, I just got to get married. It's and it's normally women. I just got to get married. I'm getting old. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. You know, guys are like, oh, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take a woman or I'll just date a woman. Well, here's the deal. Guys have a bad concept when it comes to marriage. And I know you could sit there and say, well, you know what? You're talking about yourself. Absolutely. Have a bad concept. Women are emotional connection. Men are physical connection. Women want something emotional. They want something that is not just physical because they need that connection. They need that um, assurance and all of that that goes with it. Genesis 2, 21 and 22 describes the process of God when he used in making Adam's helper uh, by taking from Adam and being a part to create woman. So the Lord used the man to fall asleep in a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. And then the Lord God made woman from the rib he had taken out of man and he brought her to man. Forming the woman from a man, God's uh, intentions were to give two to be united in one in marriage. The exact design is coming together for two people to come together as one. 
That's why it says you should leave your father and your mother and, and cling to your wife and become one because we are one with each other. When we make that union, that holy union before God and we come together, we are to be one. And that doesn't always work because I'm telling you, we always pull in separate directions. It happens every time. Okay. And so we need to understand that. We need to understand. Okay. So when we look at Genesis uh, 23 and 24, some more, it says, and the man says, now the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh, shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. All right. This is why the man leaves his mother and unites with his wife and the two become one flesh. All right. Marriage is very specific and exclusive blueprint that God has put out for us. And that's something we need to look at because I'm here to tell you that design is the most beautiful design that you'll ever know. All right. I don't know what else to tell you. If you're going through things right now with your spouse, you don't understand. You feel like you're on the verge of a divorce. You feel like things are not working out. Things are going to explode. I'm here to tell you and I'm begging you today. Go find you someone to talk to. Go find you someone to talk to. Find you a counselor and start seeing what you could do to repair your relationship and repair your marriage because divorce is still at a high rate, especially in this country, because people are not taking it seriously. All right. As I said at the beginning, I told you I was going to try to stay on task with this, and I think I've done a pretty good job. There's a lot that I want to go off on, quote unquote, a tangent, because marriage is between a man and a woman. And you've guys heard me say this before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. God created Adam and Eve. He didn't create Adam and Steve. All right. I do not believe in same sex union marriages. I just don't. All right. You can believe what you want to believe. I'm just telling you this is the way I believe. The Bible did not lay that out. He laid out the perfect union between a man and a woman. So, but like I said, if you, there's something going on in your life, I pray that you get out there, you you work through your marriage, all right? You married that person for a reason because you you loved that person. There's something still there. Sometimes that that flame that they talk about may have dimmed a little bit, but I'm telling you, you can spark it back up and get that flame of of love and passion and and honoring each other. You can get it burning again. All you have to do is put a, put forth a little bit of work. Um, something I'm looking at doing is that 40 day challenge that is was mentioned on uh, Fireproof. Um, I'm looking at that right now. And that may be something I start for the simple fact is I know there's a lot I need to work on my marriage. And as I told you, there ain't a there ain't a man or a woman who's listening to this episode that can sit there and look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with my marriage. It's perfect. Bull hockey. That's all I'm going to say. Bull hockey. Because everyone goes through some type of problems. It's just how we go through it and how we go through it with our spouse and who we call upon for help. And we don't call upon our moms or our dads or our sisters or our brothers or anything of that nature. We should be calling upon God to help us in our marriage because first and foremost, he's the one that put us together. He's the one that put us together. We are the ones that made that commitment in front of him. Okay. So as get ready to wrap up. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening to Jesus in a Cup of Joe. If you want to reach out and you have questions, you just want to talk, you can reach out in several ways. We have social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can reach out through there or you can go to our website, JesusInACupOfJoe.com. You can reach out uh, through there, send us an email because uh, we have a contact page. And also any episodes you want to listen to, the past episodes are loaded on there, plus the streaming that we do. 
All right. So as you get ready to go, it's real simple. You always, always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless.